Welcome to Birding by Ear. This is a podcast I made to help me learn how to identify birds by the sounds they make. My name is Beth. I live outside of Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm not an expert birder. I'm a fellow student learning how to bird by ear. So if you want to learn too, come along and let's learn some bird sounds together. In my last sparrow episode, we focused on sparrows that sort of sound like song sparrows, or pretty loosely sound like song sparrows. Today, rather than grouping them together based on what they sound like, I'm grouping sparrows together based on where they live. All the sparrows in today's episode like big open areas. Open fields, short grass prairies, their home are open concept. There are many sparrows that fit this description, but today we will learn about just four. Vesper sparrow, savannah sparrow, horned larks, and brewer sparrows. All right, let's get going. Our first species today is the vesper sparrow. Vesper sparrows inhabit grassland and fields across much of the northern United States and Canada. Is a thin white eye ring and flashes white tail feathers in flight. Vespo sparrows are early morning songsters, but they also tend to sing after sunset, which is how they got their name. All About Birds says Vesper sparrow's song starts with one to four down slurred whistles, followed by a rising and falling trill that ends with a buzzy jumble. Those introductory whistles could be confused with the introductory notes of a song sparrow. But remember, the Vespa sparrow's introductory notes are downslurred, meaning they go down in pitch. For comparison, let's review a song sparrow really quickly. Here is the Song Sparrow song. And now the Vesper song. A mnemonic for Vesper Sparrow is come, come, where, where, all together down the hill. I always like a mnemonic that also helps remind me of a bird name. So I was thinking something more along the lines of the va va per 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 sparrow. The va va per 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 sparrow. Okay, it's silly, but sometimes those silly phrases stick in your head the best.
Vesper Soreros have an additional song type, sometimes referred to as a long song, that starts with call-like notes rather than whistles and often given in flight chases. So here's what the long song sounds like. One more time, the song of the Vesper Sparrow. Vesper Sparrow calls are sharp chip that sound like this. This chip is lower and harder than the savannah call, which is our next bird. So one more time, the chip call of the Vesper Sparrow. Savannah Sparrows, as I mentioned, are our next bird. They are one of the most numerous songbirds in North America. It has a short tail, small head, and telltale yellow spot before the eye. Their song consists of high, fine buzzes, each one lower pitched than the preceding buzz. All About Birds describe their songs as three-part song, opening with a few quick notes, then a higher, thin, insect-like buzzy middle, and ending with a quick lower trill. Honestly, it took me a hot minute to hear what this description meant and to hear the three parts. So let's listen one more time for the three distinct parts. Their song can be fairly variable range-wide, but usually adheres to this same three-part pattern. Another description of this three-part pattern I found goes like this. It starts with high tisks that mix with short buzzes, accumulates in a long buzz, ends with one to two short buzzes, typically one higher and one lower.
I also think that each part of this song might carry us slightly differently in the field, meaning sometimes you may not hear every single part. Another way I thought to remember this song is that I think it sounds like it's saying its own name. Sa-savannah. Sa-savannah. Savannah has a few subspecies. Ipswich, which lives in the extreme northeast and was once considered a separate species, and Beldings, which lives in Southern California along the coastal salt marshes. The subspecies can be separated by song, but I won't go into a lot of the details of the subspecies song differences. But let's play them. Here is the Beldings. I actually couldn't find a recording of Ipswich Sparrow, but I will link a couple of places that you can find it online. Um, allaboutbirds.org has one, and you can also find recordings of it on ebird.org. Now, on to call notes. Savannah calls are short chips. Now, let's compare the Vesper Sparrow chip and the Savannah Sparrow chip. First, the Vesper Sparrow. Then the Savannah Sparrow. Savannah sparrows also have a high, thin sip. So one more time, call notes of the Savannah sparrow. Our next bird today is the horned lark. Horned larks are the only native species in the New World of true larks, a large Old World family of birds. So, they're not technically sparrows. But I put them with these grassland sparrows because chances are if you're looking at a field that has vesper or savannah sparrows, there's a good chance it also has horned larks. 
They will also flock with buntings and long spurs, especially in the winter. They sing a delicate musical song, particularly in the early morning, as early as an hour and a half before sunrise. The song of the horned lark falls into two categories, a long song and a short song. Let's first talk about the short song. The short song is fast, high-pitched sequence of sharp tinkling notes, often rising in pitch to a quick jumble of concluding notes. Another description for this song is an accelerating, upslurred, tinkling warble. Remember, it is fastest and highest at the end. I think it sounds a little bit like they can't quite remember the words they're supposed to sing, so they just start singing it really, really fast. The long song is call-like notes filling gaps between the short songs. The short song is more common, but the long song can last for several minutes or more. The long song is more often heard later in the breeding season and prior to dawn. One more time, the short song of the horned lark And now the long song. Let's talk about calls. The horned lark typical call is a high, piercing, two-syllabled, abrupt cheeps. This call sounds a bit like an American pipit, pipit, which is another non-sparrow bird that you often find in open areas. But we're not going to go into a lot of detail about the American pipit. But let's do a quick comparison of this pipit-like sound. First, the horned lark call. And now the American pipit call. 
The horned lark is weaker than the pipit and sometimes buzzy, which the pipit is never. One more time, the typical call of the horned lark. Horned lark's other call is typically given in alarm or when birds are flushed. It's a buzzy, downslored view. The salesman at the furniture store told me, this sofa will sit five people without any problems. I said, well, where the heck am I going to find five people without any problems? So, I don't have many friends, but me and my recliner, we go way back. When did the Beatles become birders? When they sang the song, we all live in a sparrow submarine, a sparrow submarine, a sparrow submarine. Our last bird today is the brewer sparrow. Brewer sparrows are the most abundant bird across the vast sagebrush steppe of the western U.S., and their songs are the signature sound of the landscape. All about birds describe brewer sparrows like this. At first glance, they are so subtle, they have been called the bird without a field mark, but their elegant plumage is perfectly matched to their gray-green home. Brewer sparrows also have a two-song version, a long song and a short song. They use them basically the opposite of the horned lark. Brewers sing the long song early in the breeding season when they are looking for a mate and stop this version when they have found a mate. Later in the breeding season, and even sometimes on the wintering ground, they mostly sing the short song, making the short song the more common version. So let's first talk about their long song. Their long songs are pretty long and consists of five to ten distinct sections and are rather complex. Brewer Sparrow's long song are alternating trills, musical or buzzy, and often quite prolonged. Roger Tory Peterson likened it to a chipping sparrow trying to sing like a canary. Let's talk about the short song. The short song sounds quite different. The short song, as I mentioned, is more common outside the early breeding season and typically consists of two trilled sections.
The first trill is usually faster and higher pitched, followed by slower, lower trill. Except this individual seems to have switched up the two parts. Because of this trilly common song, I almost put Brewer Sparrows in the episode about trillers. And indeed, All About Birds states that some elements of each song type of the Brewer Sparrow are nearly identical to the phrases sung by chipping sparrows. So let's refresh our memories. Here's what a chipping sparrow sounds like. And here is the Brewer's short trilling song. Remember, Brewer Sparrow's trill has two parts. The orange-crowned warbler that I talked about in the trilling episode also has two parts. Let's remind ourselves what that sounds like. The brewer's trill, however, is bigger and more robust sound. Also, orange-crowned warblers and brewers don't typically inhabit the same space, except, of course, when they do. And this brings me to subspecies. There are two subspecies of brewer sparrows. The most common subspecies is the sagebrush subspecies. This is a subspecies which we have been describing so far and depends on the open sagebrush landscape I mentioned earlier. The other less common subspecies is the timberline subspecies. The timberline subspecies lives in Montana, north into Canada, and occupies high mountain timberline, hence the name over the more typical sagebrush habitat. The sounds are very similar and difficult to distinguish. The timberline tends to be less buzzy. The call of the brewer sparrows are soft to sip or seep, similar to other Spitzella sparrows. Females also give a soft twittering call.
One more time, call notes of the brewer sparrow. We're nearing the end, but I noticed as I was putting this together that I spent a lot of time talking about songs. For one, they're easier to describe and there is more to say about them. After all, you can describe a complex song in any number of different ways and with any number of different mnemonics. But how many ways are there to describe a chip? But like anything, we are trying to learn repetition is key. And I found that bird songs have way more repetition in these podcasts than the call notes. Call notes are going to be harder to learn, but also might be more important as a bird will call all year, but may only sing in spring and summer. So let's review all of the call notes. First is Vesper Sparrow. Then Savannah Sparrow. Next is Horned Lark. Now we're going to compare horned lark to the American pipit. First is the horned lark, then the American pipit. Last is the brewer sparrow. Now let's compare the brewer sparrow to the chipping sparrow call note. So first the brewer sparrow. Then the chipping sparrow. Okay, now let's play all of those calls one more time. Are you ready? Here we go. Vesper. Savannah. Horned Lark. American Pippet. Brewers, and Chipping Sparrow. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you found it helpful. I had a very hard time deciding which sparrows to include in today's episode, and there were a lot that I really wanted to learn that loosely fit into the category of open area sparrows. Some that didn't make the cut include lark sparrow, sagebrush sparrow, grasshopper sparrow, and of course, 
the American Pippet, which I did manage to sneak a little bit into this episode. All of which to say, there's probably going to be another episode of Sparrows sometime in the future. In the meantime, I really enjoyed learning about these beautiful, elegant birds, and I hope you did too. The audio recordings in today's episodes are brought to you by the Cornell's Guide to Bird Sounds, the audio collection found on audubon.org, and the following individuals who shared their recordings on xenocanto.org, Paul Marvin and Eric DeFonzo. Special thanks to my bush tip besties, my family, and all of you for listening. I will see you next time. Now go and get your ears on birding.